When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to the Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it through one more week. Congratulations. And you should be proud of yourself for doing so. I just wanted to come to you so that you can end your week with some positive reminders. If you have ADHD, then you might struggle with one, what I consider one of the most difficult parts of ADHD. And this is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, also known as RSD. Now, you may not be familiar with the phrase, but once I start talking about it, it's going to make sense to you. Rejection sensitive dysphoria is an extreme emotional sensitivity and pain that's triggered by the perception that a person has been rejected or criticized by important people in their life. It may also be triggered by a sense of falling short, failing to meet your own high standards or other people's expectations of you. Dysphoria is Greek for difficult to bear. It's not that people with ADHD are wimps or weak. It's that the emotional response hurts us so much more than it does people without this condition. No one likes to be rejected or criticized or even to fail at things. But for people with RSD, these universal life experiences are much more severe than it is for neurotypical individuals. These things are unbearable. They're restricting and it's highly impairing to us. People with ADHD cope with this huge emotional elephant in two main ways and they're not always mutually exclusive. One, they become people pleasers. They scan every person they meet to figure out what that person admires and praises. Then they present that false self to others. This can often become such a dominating goal that they forget what they actually wanted from their own lives. They're too busy making sure other people aren't displeased with them. And the second, they just stop trying. If there is the slightest possibility that a person might try something new and fail or fall short in front of anyone else, it becomes way too painful or too risky to to make the effort at all. These bright, capable people avoid any activities that are anxiety-provoking and end up giving up on things like dating, applying for jobs, or speaking up in public, socially and professionally. And some people use the pain of RSD to find adaptations and overachieve. They constantly work to be the best at what they do and strive for idealized perfection. Sometimes they're driven to be above reproach. They lead admirable lives, 
but at what cost? We could have this reminder from someone that we love and care about every single day. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. But in reality, it wouldn't take it away. So I just wanted to come on here today on this beautiful Friday and remind you of a couple of things. If you suffer from rejection sensitive dysphoria, six keys. One, everyone doesn't secretly hate you. And you may even think, of course they don't. But then when you're going out into the world, when you're doing things and someone doesn't give the over the top applause, maybe even they're just caught up in their own world. It feels like they just hate us down deep or they're displeased with us. I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Number two, your intrusive thoughts are lying to you. Just because those thoughts, because we're normally empaths, we feel and can figure out how people are feeling without them having to tell us. But that is very different than the thoughts that you're having about yourself what you are perceiving that others think and feel about you and the negative things that come to your mind before you even do those activities. That you're not good enough or you're going to fail and this is how everyone is going to perceive you. Those are lies. Don't give in to them. Number three, the people who are in your life, they want to be there. People aren't doing you a favor by being in your world, in your gravity. They're not. They're there because they want to be. And if they don't want to be, they won't be. Number four, no one is scrutinizing everything you do. I know that you probably feel the need to be so perfect because if you do one thing wrong, if someone sees you for who you really are, not in the role that you do well, which could be a job or as a spouse or as a parent, you're so afraid that people will look and see you and see all the flaws that make up who you are. That any little thing that you do that is not great, that is not wonderful and flawless that they're going to scrutinize it. They're not. And you know what? We're human. We're going to make a lot of mistakes every day. And likely when you make mistakes in front of people, they're going to forget. It's going to be a fleeting thought after the moment passes. They are so much more caught up into their world and their reality than your imperfections. Number five, you are not a bad person for mistakes you've grown from. Let me repeat that to you. You need to you need to really absorb this. You are not a bad person for mistakes that you have grown from. There's a show that I used to enjoy so much and the scene was one celestial being talking to another and he said to her, what matters isn't if people are good or bad. What matters is if they're trying to be better today than they were yesterday. That is so true. We we all have bad and negative things about us. We all have mistakes in our rear view. We all may live in a chaotic reality where we have chains that we just can't break yet. But are you trying to be better today than you were yesterday? So don't don't be ashamed of the things in your past who have helped create this beautiful person, wonderful person that is you. Number six, you don't have to be perfect to be loved. None of us are perfect. I'm sorry, you're not either. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to tell you all my flaws, but I'm not perfect. But I do deserve to be loved. And so do you. And as is going to always be, 
Here's a joke to end this podcast on. What happens when you leave your ADHD meds inside of your Ford Fiesta? It turns into a Ford Focus. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, The Neurodivergent Nurse. Also, join the Facebook group, The Neurodivergent Nurse. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at The Neurodivergent Nurse. And have a great weekend. And don't forget. You is fabulous.